Hi, um, I have a really special guest. Uh, I always find it difficult to introduce uh, people that I respect, people that I am a fan of, um, but, but I will make an attempt. Um, so in this episode of Girl in Skies, we actually have a girl who is literally in skies. Um, I'm so pleased to have uh, Samge Chuma joining us. Uh, Samge Chuma is the founder and the executive director of the Girls' Table. She is also the founder of the Winner's Circle. Um, she is also a, a, a recently self-proclaimed citizens journalist um, and uh, <laughs> and just someone um, who um, I, 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 I respect. So Samge, welcome to Gellin's Guys. Thank you so much, Ned. I'm sorry, I had to laugh at that part when you said uh, citizen journalist. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here, being interviewed by Girl in Skies. Thank you. Like, I'm, I'm in awe of the work that you and Goli are doing. So thank you for having me on your platform. I don't take it for granted. No, thank, thank, thank you so much. So because you are actually, so because you are literally in skies at the moment, tell us, how is skies? How's the weather? You know, for those of us who are not at home, who are missing Bulawayo, you know, just, just give us a little something that we can hold on to. What's happening in skies? Uh, okay. Um, today, you know how it, it, the weather in skies changes so much. Like, and then around 11, so we change the weather. But right now, it's a bit warm. It's not hot and it's not cold. Um, the, the vibe is always same, you know, like I always laugh when I see people on Twitter saying, like posting about events every day, activity, you know, so skies is wonderful, skies is beautiful, um, the weather right now is perfect, I, I'm not complaining, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, the vibe is always correct, I love Bulawayo, man, it's the best city. The, 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 the vibe is always correct, the vibe, no, I love that, I love that, and I, Oh uh, yeah, um, for some reason I'm I'm missing skies so much. So I hope that I'll be able to to, to see you again soon. Okay, so I just wanted to to get into it. Um, so we're just going to have a mixed conversation, a bit of serious, um, a bit of topical issues, um, and I'm interested to find out a little bit more about you as well. But just to start off with with the topical um, topical issues. Um, what we know so far is that uh, there is a new political organization in town, CCC, uh, formerly MDC. Um, and thank you so much to you because I follow you on Twitter. Uh, you have attended uh, some of the rallies uh, that CCC has organized. Um, and do you know what? I, I really appreciate your, you know, we were laughing about the citizen journalism, but it, it's really helpful um, because if you're, if you're far away from home, you know, you're really holding on to any little information that you can get. So if someone posts a video of a speech that's being done, a video of what the, you know, giving, just giving a sense of the atmosphere, it is really, really, really helpful. So I just wanted to get sort of firsthand from you. Um, if you could tell us just a little bit more about the rallies that you've attended, what the atmosphere is like, and just what what is happening on the ground. Um, and the reason I ask that is because sometimes 
you know people always say oh what's happening on the you know what you see online is not what's happening on the ground um so i really wanted to get your take about yeah what that has been like the rallies you've attended and just anything that you can share about that okay so i attended the bulawayo rally and the cholocho rally the Bulawayo rally it was my first time attending you know any type of rally and it was insane net the energy and I don't think I'll ever be able to put it um, the way that I felt, the way that I experienced it, because I think it needs each and every person to attend. You can't describe the energy, the atmosphere. Like I was so in awe, like I had goosebumps from start to the end. You know, Tina, we went in the morning because it just started at 10 and we got there on time, you know, just capturing, you know, people, Bengena, you know, Bechabela, Begita, it was such an experience. And I encourage every every person, whatever party you support, please attend a rally because you get to feel the energies of other people. You get to share, you know, hope. Because, you know, before I attended that, attended that rally, you know, I, I think I was struggling with hope. You know, I was like, ah, well, you know, Zimbabweans are not into these political processes. Because, you know, we conduct voter education. And they'll say, ah, we're not interested. But when I attended that rally, I was like, no, but people are still interested in these political processes. You know, Abandu, they still want to belong to a political party. It was amazing. And then um, the chief, is it champion in chief or whatever, champion in chief, Wakuluma, I mean that man has charisma. Like my my like umlomami like wow wele pants because I'm like wow this is a young person you know and as Chiananga like what I you know this is a young person and is commanding such a crowd. It is I can't explain it. You have to experience it yourself. So when we attended the Cholocho rally, I really wanted to see because I think we know our history in Zimbabwe. Uti, we we went like there was a genocide there was Wundi, and one of the uh places that were affected the most by Wundi was cholocho so i wanted to see how people receive this new new political party and also to receive you know um abantu you know coming from another tribe i just wanted to see that which how are people going to receive chamisa receive the, the new party and and I can tell you the energy was the same. People were excited, people were dancing. And it was good to see, for me, like uh, um, seeing young people being part of this was very, very good. Cause now you said, okay, young people really do want to be part of these processes. You know, they want to, they want to feel hope. They want to feel like, uh, you know, change is coming. Cause I think that's what Zimbabweans have always wanted, you know, they've attached change to a, a different political party from ZANU-PF. So it was such an experience. Cholocho was amazing, you know, it's Kolozejoane, you know, when they were dancing, I, I was inspired, you know, and I kept asking myself, okay, what, how am I going to play my part and what role am I going to play in the, in the, in the, in the political economy of Zimbabwe? Because, you know, like if you don't attend these things, you don't really understand the value of you know, of being in politics, you don't understand, you know, why people attend these rallies. It's just like, I want to have a last or people, no, people have time to waste, but you realize what, you know what, I need to play my part 
in 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 this economy in this country you know and i i, I thought a lot about it you know with yeah i need to really start thinking about you know my role in this country as a citizen and 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 as much as i keep saying to people i'm a citizen journalist I did study, um, I, I attended a training that was conducted by Ozenzele. I think it was like four years back. I think it was 2018 or 19. So um, you, you learn the value of capturing those moments, not just for CCC, but everywhere I go, I always ask people, can I take pictures? Can I take videos? Because you, you want to bring those things that are not on, on the ground. You know, you want to bring that content. You want to bring issues and concerns of people into the public discourse. So I love because now you know, when I watch uh, something, um, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube, I love capturing things and I and what people say and I bring it on Twitter. Because I know that some people will never get the time to watch to our interviews and I love doing that. So, and I love capturing voices and concerns of people, whether in Kambecho, Locho, Enkai, Plum Tree, I love to do that. So I think people started to appreciate uh, me saying I'm a citizen journalist now because of the CCC rally, but it's something that I've always done, but without calling myself a citizen journalist. And I was happy to see other people now saying, hey, citizen journalist, are you attending the Mutare rally? Hey, watch what? I'm like, no, you know, because even Togozani's press, I wish I'd attended yesterday because I'm that person. I just want to capture those voices. I want to understand what makes someone support Dr. Togozani Kobe, what makes someone support uh, uh, advocate Chamisa, you know, I, I would have wanted to attend the ZANU-PF rally, but I would not want to go by myself. You know, I've been asking people, can we attend the ZANU-PF rally? Because as a citizen journalist as well, we are not trying to make it seem like you're only aligned to one political party because the people that support ZANU-PF and you want to understand why do they support? What is it that they're being told? And also, Lami, as a citizen, I'm still choosing you know, and looking for a party that I can support, that I can rally behind. So it would be good, you know, to attend all these rallies, you know, just to understand where people are coming from and what they want and also what I want for myself, you know, which party do I want to, um, to align myself with. But it was such an experience. I can go on and on and on. No, I, I love it. I love it. I, I love how you've described it. And you, you actually answered one of my questions about attending uh, other political party uh, rallies. So I, I, I look forward to that. Uh, although, you know, you're the impartial journalist, but I will say some of the footage that I've seen, some people you have to go and go to and into people's houses for their <laughs> rallies. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, it's scary though. Yeah, like with, you know, because people keep saying, um, you don't know, you don't need to attend the ZANU PF rally. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have to, because even with the CCC, I did not need to attend. But with the ZANU PF as well, because so that I, uh, I show the, the full context of what's happening in Zim, you know, because I think one of the things that I do, I want to be able to observe, you know, to be an observer, not just of elections, but of, you know, uh, rallies and you know the process you know towards the election so it would be good to also capture you know what's happening you know as and it's just that I, I don't know if they'll be welcoming you know uh, of you know so, uh, someone that they'll consider an opposition uh, party supporter so that's the problem you know because I've asked people but I want to go with someone you know 
But I guess I have to think of, you know, even attending online. It's just that, you know, sometimes Uzama rallies Abantu so late and you're like, ah, come on, you know, because I would love to attend as many rallies as possible by different political parties. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So guys, make sure you follow Samge um, on, on Twitter. We're going to put all your handles in the more information um, so that those that don't follow you will follow you. Um, so you mentioned uh, about um, Dr. Togozani Kope and the, the press conference that she had. Um, so we're mm-hmm. recording this on a Tuesday. Um, she held a pe- press conference on Monday, the 21st of March. Um, Stronger Together was the theme and um it was i i i i had myself a a, a good laugh because i said ha zimbabwe politics is it, it can be quite entertaining if if it didn't really impact us i feel like if i were not zimbabwean if i were not invested and i was just watching i would be so entertained but because it affects our economy, our personal circumstance and everything. But what Tokzani Kupe said is, um, and I'm just summarizing, is um, in the press conference, they were all wearing yellow uh, with the CCC uh, t-shirts. And she made the call that all MTCT supporters should vote for CCC candidates in the by-elections um, on the 26th of March. Um, I just wanted to get your take on that. I know you say that you had wished um, that, that 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 you had you had gone there, but but yeah. Well, what what did you make of that? You know, I, <laughs> what I've come to understand when it comes to politics uh, is this is a mind game. You know, especially for for us in Alapa, in Zimbabwe, like. What, one day you think you understand, one day you think you know everything about you know, our politicians, and then you realize, uh-uh, I know nothing. I'll take you back to, you know, there was a time on Twitter when people were really having issues like about uh, Dr. Togozani Kupe, whether to support, whether to welcome her back. Like it was such, it, it, a lot was happening, you know, people were writing threads, people were doing whatever. And I remember, I, I don't know, I did a tweet and I've forgotten exactly what I said, but um, I had not mentioned Dr. Togo's name. And I tell you, I got calls, I, I got DMs by people saying, hey, you know what, this is what happened with Dr. Togo. If you're uh, you sharing your stories, that from, I, I didn't respond. I was just like, oh, okay. But then you realize that, you know, sometimes what we see, um, it's not like what we see, Tina, at the end, it's not the full story. So some, sometimes you know, as citizens, when you comment on things, we're just commenting things uh, because of what we think we know. And I think we need to accept that we really don't know and we don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. I've accepted that, you know, because when you talk to um, a group of people, some people they'll tell you, no, 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 the, the, the reason why Togo, Dr. Togo is doing this is because ABC, and then the other person will say this. And I actually I was reading, uh, uh, tweet this morning and I was laughing to myself because I was like you know what there are so many narratives around Dr. Togo you know and you can never really understand what's going on but when I saw her wearing the the the, the CCC and doing the presser I, I laughed honestly because I was like hey they don't know the person that they're dealing with you know <laughs> long you you know she's a she's a tough cookie 
people really don't understand who Dr. Togo, and they think they've figured it out, but I don't think Tinama citizens have, you know, so we're just being emotional and angry when we're dealing with Dr. Togo, but I, I wish people could sit down and really study her. I think our biggest mistake is we don't study people, and when we're studying people, we're studying people based on what you are seeing on Twitter at this very moment. But I think when we want to fully understand a human being, understand Dr. Togo, we have to really understand her from the time she got into politics, what drives her, what makes her make decisions, and why is she doing what she she's doing right now. And I remember this other time I said to someone, I, I think Dr. Togo is driven by, you know, Ungamboa. If I consider you my enemy, uh, I'm willing to you know to to attach myself with your enemy I, I, that's what i thought and that's what i keep I, i'm hoping that someone would explain to me you know uh, and maybe i'll change my mind but from the way that she moves i've I, I i think she's that person that says okay you don't like me now or you're trying to close me out so i'll attach myself to someone that i know is fighting with you or fighting you that's the game that she plays but i'm hoping that who Everybody's attaching themselves to Dr. Togo. They understand that um, I, I'm not sure of your loyalty as a person to, um, to anyone in the struggle. I'm not sure. And I would not want to speak on something because I really don't know her personally. But just from looking at her from afar, I'm like, okay, this woman, she's really attaching herself based on what is it? Am I going to get out of this or get, up, get out of you, you know? But as well, at the same time, you know, Mina, I have nothing against her endorsing. If if I were a CCC supporter, I would not have a problem with her endorsing the party that I support. Because at this moment, we want to win. And I'm saying we're talking about uh, opposition party supporters. And I'm not saying, Wuti, as if Mina is in Mina, I'm a card carrying member. I'm not a card carrying member. But I'll assume that as a CCC supporter, I'll be okay with her you know, uh, endorsing my party. There's nothing wrong with someone endorsing the party. But now the question will be, and I hope lawyers will explain to us, for her party, her leading MDCT, what does it mean for her? What does the constitution say, AMDCT, in terms of um, wearing a regalia of another, part, of another party, endorsing another party? It's something that we need to understand. But Mina, I just say, uh, Dr. on risk study her study her and study each and every move and but don't try and and say Wuti, ah no she she can't endorse or she can't do whatever because i don't think she really cares you know i was looking at uh, some of the comments on her tweet and i was like I, I wish people really understood this person this person does not care really genuinely does not care she knows exactly what she wants what i don't appreciate is people making her look like uh, this woman does not know what she wants. I think we underestimate her. Uguti, she knows exactly what she wants. Maybe the decisions that she makes, we may not agree with them. We may not understand them. But someone like that, don't underestimate. Mina, I'm, I'm here for the drama. I, I, I think it's something that as citizens, as voters, whatever, we really need to study and see, okay, are these people genuinely for the betterment of our country? Are they genuinely for the betterment of our communities, you know, and then you make your decisions based on that. But let's not get 
too you know too involved in the drama because when we're too involved in the drama and taking sides we will miss the you know what's what's really happening you know and that that says after 2023 we realize ah this was all drama this was leading us to nowhere so we really need to stay focused yes we can laugh yes we can be surprised but we need to be smart we need to be wise as waters because tina genuinely tina what all we want is 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 a better country all we want is a better zimbabwe you know or about dr Togo and whatever the drama we are really not interested unfortunately the dramas and the games that they play they are always at our cost you know like right now we have the by-elections money has been spent uh, money has been put towards the by-elections you know and imagine that could have gone somewhere else you know we have we have especially for Nimal, we have teachers that are that that needs to be paid, but in my by-election, something that we could have avoided as a country, but because of the games that uh, our politicians are playing. So Tina, as citizens, let's be smart. You know, let's not be used by any politician, whether it's Dr. Togo, whoever. Let's keep our eyes on the ball because that's where that's where we should keep our eyes on. You know, to get Zimbabwe to a better uh, place and to a better state. Well said, absolutely well said. Um, I think she would be a fascinating person to speak to, to just sit down and, and, and speak to. And you've said a really important point about studying people. Um, I think she's, she's, she, she's definitely someone that needs to be studied. And I, you know, people can say whatever they want to say about her. Some things I agree with, some things not. Um, but we have to understand that this was a creation of, the then MDC and Twangirai and, you know, rest in peace Twangirai, but it, it, it's a creation of the mishandling of the leadership structures at that time that they didn't address. Um, so I, I was actually sort of like pro people like Welshman Mube trying to fix it because the, the issue is if, like you're saying, if you're opposition, I think regions have to be given autonomy in terms of how they bring you know the, the the party together and really in a way this is success from whatever conversations have started with Welshman movement because you know mdct is not fielding any candidate it means that there's 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 no confusion really um and yeah and and also the matebeleland wulayo that it's it's all very complex. I think Zenzele once broke it down in, in tweets in terms of just how the support has just kept going down, going down year by year, year by year, and it's not really helping. So no, I absolutely agree with you. Um, and then just just generally, what's your take on 2023? Um, you know, we've been talking, we're seeing all these different interesting things coming up. We're seeing some gimmicks, you know, some Twitter accounts popping up with uh, scandalous stories. So you know that, oh yeah, we are on the on the road to 2023. But I just wanted to get your take. Are you hopeful? Um, what role are you playing? Do you think people are engaged? What's the level of apathy? Uh, just what's your feeling about 2023? Okay, as I said, I think I did mention when we started that uh, before I attended the CC rally, I was a bit uh, defeated uh, because of, you know, um, civic engagement. I felt like the numbers were extremely low in terms of, um, you know, Abandu are going to register to vote because I was very involved in, in voter education and encouraging young people to register to vote. 
And when you're looking at the statistics, I was Zimbabwe, you look at Mateleland North and South, you look at Bulawayo, our numbers are very low compared to other regions. So I was really worried and frustrated. But then attending the rally, I was a bit, um, I had hope, you know, because seeing people together, you know, saying, well, T, this is, this, you know, Zimbabwe, we're going to do this. I, I had hope. But the thing is, uh, I, one has to remember that people who attend rallies, sometimes they are not registered to vote. So you can't really count on those people who T are. So if we had so, such a number, then it means Vele, when it comes to 2023, will win. It's always a disappointment, especially when it comes to by-elections. You realize what people do not vote um, by-elections if we look at AMA statistics from previous years. So when we are talking about 2023, Mina, what I can say is so much work needs to be done because um, when we're conducting water education, we realize what especially in Matebele land, the issue where AMA birth certificate, access to information. So you have areas that were affected by Gugura Wundi. And those people don't have identity documents. So these are the people that you want to register to vote. How can they register to vote when they don't have AMA IDs? So in 2023, Gaia, if we are going to have any hope, um, especially those that are in the opposition uh, parties, you know, they really need to put the work civilly serious, like really work extremely hard because get the, the registry to, 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 to roll out AMA, AMA blitz for IDs. But as long as you don't do that, uh, this will be the same story. Because I remember, uh, sorry, Ned, I remember reading an, um, an act, uh, a report on, um, you know, if water apathy in Matebele land, Bulawayo, you, you realize Uti, people also mentioned the aspect of Uti, they don't trust the, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission. So I remember speaking to someone that I will not mention the name, and we were saying, I was saying to him, listen, we also need to hear um, a message that just that doesn't just demonize Zach, because the more you 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 speak of the negatives, they are young people. Because um, I think they said about 1 million, uh, we have a potential of 1 million voters, new voters, right, for 2023. These are young people that turned 18, you know, from 2018. So these people, they keep hearing us saying, well, no, Zach Riggs, Zach this, Zach this. We are not understanding that this also uh, feeds onto the apathy that they already have. So you want those people to register to vote and to vote in 2023. But at the same time, you're telling them, but you know what, Avele, even if you vote, Avele, nothing will happen because um, it's a And I was like, there has to be a different kind of messaging because you also, as much as you want to expose this institution, you know, and you have a right to do that, you know, I mean, if there are anomalies, um, if there are errors, whatever is going on with Zek, it's good for citizens to expose that because that's our uh, duty and role as, as citizens. But at the same time, what we our messaging has to um say to young people yes this this is what's happening but at the same time this is how we're going to defend the vote but the biggest mistake that we have made we have made these young people believe voting but now all they need to do is go and register to vote and vote and then they'll sit back but we failed to say to them listen 
the, 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 the responsibility to defend the vote is on you as a citizen. So whatever messaging that you are crafting, uh, we need to really make the young people and every other citizen that's saying, ah, well, let me not, uh, I'm a we need to make them realize, okay, no, 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 the responsibility is yours. When you go in there and register to vote and vote, the person who's supposed to fight for their vote is you. And I'm not talking about MP or whatever, but I'm just saying defending your vote, where you are standing up and speak up and speaking up and say, listen, Mina, I voted. And um, like how uh, the MDC Alliance then, when they said in 2018, our votes were stolen or we were rigged, we're supposed to win. It was the duty and the responsibility of citizens to say, okay, Tina, we believe that we won. This is what we're going to do to defend our vote. As long as we don't say that and give people the agency, or not even give because everyone has agency, but make them understand what is their responsibility. We're going to be having these same issues even in 2028. So for me, 2023, I think I'll have hope once uh, I, 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 I see what people really understand their, ro their role and their responsibility as citizens. Right now, I think people are waiting for, maybe they're waiting for the CCC, they're waiting for ZAPU, they're waiting for um, APA, they're waiting for all these political parties to defend their vote, but that's the biggest mistake. You know, that's why when you get disappointed, you say, ah, really, these political parties are not doing anything, but the responsibility is yours, you know, to defend the vote. So, I mean, in 2023, I think I'll only be Hopeful when I realize what people they understand, you know, their duties as citizens. Because right now, I, I, I feel like people are still shifting every responsibility to political parties. And and also, um, I mean, my role honestly has always been, you know, uh, voter education. I love talking to young people about the importance of you know, of being in these processes and electoral processes and political processes. So I'll continue, you know, to to, ed to educate as much as possible as an individual and also um, the institution that I work for, because uh, we were authorized to conduct voter education. So we will continue to play our part, you know, even uh, no matter how small it looks, we'll continue to play our part. But also as a citizen journalist, um, also as, as an observer, because I don't want to, for 2023, I don't want to start observing like what I did now, where I attend a few rallies, you know, I want to be able to develop from, from this year towards uh, 2023, I'm able to look at the environment because one of the, the, the things that observers do, like I'm a long-term observers, they start to monitor, you know, the electoral process, okay, what's going on? Uh, are women, you know, are women also campaigning? How is it when they're campaigning? What are people saying on Twitter or any other social media platform uh, towards uh, candidates? So those are the things that I want to be involved in because I want to monitor the whole process. You don't have to be, um, you know, Umuntu or Oyaziwai or who belongs to any polit political party. But you as a citizen, you can start to monitor the process and to see which, okay, for 2023, uh, because you would have been studying the environment, you've been, you know, reading people's uh, Facebook posts, tweets, what's written on Herald, what's written on Chronicle, what's written 
on Newsday. So there, there's so much that as citizens we need to do. So I mean, I've identified places that I want to, you know, to, you know, to center myself and and play my part. Because I, mean, I believe Wuti Net, everyone has a part to play. You know, you don't have to wait for Net. You don't have to wait for, um, you know, political party members to do the work. Lineli said diaspora, there's so much, you know, because you, you guys can't be on the ground for now, you know, so there's so much that needs to be done. And I've been seeing, you know, uh, different people supporting candidates, you know, in terms of, you know, financial resources, you know, so there's there's so much that needs to that, that needs to be done. But at the end of the day, you know, Tinawa messaging is it doesn't matter which political party you support. All you need to do is register to vote, vote, because that's your responsibility as a citizen. I think sometimes our messaging gets lost because it feels like we're only speaking to those that are pro-opposition uh, parties, but the message is um, the same for everyone. Stand up, uh, be counted, you know, because that's your duty as a citizen of Zimbabwe. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. And... Um... This leads me nicely to what I wanted to talk about next, because you were talking about the role that you've been playing. Um, so at the top um, of, of this episode, I mentioned that you're the founder and the executive director of the Girls' Table. Um, so if you could just tell us a little bit about the Girls' Table, the work that you're doing, and just, yeah, just, just explain a little bit more about, yeah, about the organization, yeah, and the great work that you're doing, and how people can be involved, um, yeah. Okay, um, so the Girls' Table, how it started actually, it started as a talk show. Um, Zenzele, we had, I had spoken to Zenzele about, you know, having a show uh, focusing on women issues. And we had spoken, I think it was like in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And we're like, oh no, we'll talk, we'll talk and talk. Uh, about it and then I think it was 2018 if I'm not mistaken that's when Zenzel was like are you ready I think we can do something you know um, in terms of having a show that's focusing on on, on women issues um, but Mina I'm a shy person I think <laughs> I think I always say this on Twitter I, I don't like the camera I prefer being behind the scenes and I said I spoke to a friend of mine um, I think most people know her and I was like hey Mina, I'm not into, you know, you know, being the face of anything. I love doing things behind the scenes. So when I, I know when I, your personality and also your confidence and how you're comfortable with the camera and because she was on radio at that time and she was like, no problem, we'll do it together. So um, we started as a talk show. And then, you know, because Mina, I love to, to challenge myself and I love to stretch myself. I was like, you know what? Uh, in 2020, I was like, I think this should be an organization and not just be a talk show, but um, let it be an organization. So I registered the Girls' Table as an organization. So our mandate as the Girls' Table is to amplify the voices of girls and young women on socioeconomic issues, uh, political issues, cultural issues in Zimbabwe through the use of media and ICT. Because what I noticed, Ned, is, you know, when you, when you look at the media space, the voices are always the same. And I think sometimes when people ask me to speak, I'm like, you know what, I already have Twitter as my platform to say whatever I wanna say, but other people don't have that platform, you know? And when you look at, at the mainstream media, it's always the same people. And actually when you see the, 
sorry there's noise um and then when you look when you look at um the voices that are being amplified is usually men and when and i started to read um on the statistics you, you look at the media uh, monitors report you look at different um organizations that are in media you know you you realize that the voices that were captured the sources of those uh, of that news mostly were men you look at platforms even on social media like whether it's facebook uh, twitter when they're doing a conversation it's usually male dominated i think someone actually coined a term for it and said manuals basically it was all men so as the girls said i thought what we need to capture voices of girls and young women as much as possible we need to be that platform that um brings their issues into the mainstream you know because if i have a, a certain number of followers i don't have many followers but if i have 33000 followers on twitter and i have this platform and i know an issue about a, a young girl in cholocho i can tweet about it and and that brings that issue to the to the public discourse so th that's what the girls Talk was all about bringing those concerns of girls from marginalized communities and girls even in in, in urban areas that will never get the platform because when you listen to the radio it's always the same people when you open um, or read newspapers it's always the same people so i was like no 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 we need to get more voices we need to hear voices that will never get these platforms you know and and and, and i think i'm proud of the gossip we're not at the level where we want to be but i think we're trying you know I've, I, I, we try to have whatsapp dialogues and you know having these young women you know being part of um these conversations as guest speakers you know, not just listeners, because when you look at these conversations, whether it's political, public finance, corruption, men are always the ones that are speaking, you know, on these conversations. So when you have these young women seeing their faces and seeing them being, you know, given a platform to speak as guest speakers, I, I believe it does something to our confidence and knowing that we also have a role in shaping the discourse of this nation. But if we're always given conversations to talk about hey, marriage, and there's nothing wrong with talking about marriage, but come on, um, if we're going to be given platforms to talk about sanitary pairs, which is good, but we also want to talk about the economy. I studied economics, so I would love to be able to see faces of, of, of people like me, you know, talking about economics, talking about corruption, talking about public finance, uh, talking about the budget. But if all these things are given, you know, these conversations are only uh, left in the domain of one gender, uh, I, I have a problem with that. So the girls' table, this is why we created the girls' table, to say uh -uh, even girls are interested in talking about politics, not only to talk about how women are, are abused in politics, but, the, you know, the, 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 the nature of politics, you know, they want to make a commentary on what's happening, like what we're doing now, where you're asking me about what I think about the political nature of, of this country, you know. So that was why we started the girls' table and was slowly, slowly, making people aware because even on twitter i always complain and i approach different directors when i see them posting about conversation it's all men i'm like uh, uh what are you saying are you saying women can't talk are you saying that young women can't uh, um have a say in this conversation and people are like oh, i'm sorry we didn't realize because i remember i attended this prayer session and it was about kukura wounding and the first thing that i i noticed when i got there and what i asked i was like have women spoken do we have women on this panel and they're like oh my god sorry so i had to speak to each and every organizer of that event to say listen can we be mindful because you can't talk about google and not have women speak as well because they're also affected so the idea behind the gospel was to say anything that has to do with zimbabwe um 
is uh, women should also be seated at the table, you know, to have a conversation. You can't talk about the budget and not have women. You can't talk about anything and not have women, whether it's um, policy issues, have women speak on policies, you know, don't just leave us to talk about social services, but in each and every conversation, can we have women at the table? So that's why we created the girls table. But um, we are trying, it's not easy, but we, we keep pushing and we keep uh, spreading the message. And, you know, I, I think my greatest uh, and proudest moment is seeing um, young women from Plumtree, you know, being on 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 our uh, on these posters, you know, because now they know that someone is willing to hear them. Someone is, is saying that they matter, their voices matter. And I always say to people, as much as I don't like being at the forefront, uh, I understand the importance of my voice. Whether I'm speaking broken English, whether I'm uh, I'm, I'm stammering, the point is speak. The point is your voice matters. So as the girls will tell people, you don't have to have perfect English. You don't have to have an accent. I always say I have a Debele Kalanga English accent, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But what matters is knowing that each and every person's voice matters. So as the girls table, that's what we are trying to, to, to share and to show these young ladies. And I believe most people when they see me, you know, they're like, okay, so if someone can speak, if someone can write this, then I think I can do this. So I, I believe that's the part that I I, I love to play because I'm showing other young women, uh, Uti, mm -mm, uh, it's not about how, you know, how you look and, and your English. What's important is the voice and knowing that where now your voice counts because when we do po this policy making whatever we need all these voices you know where the makaya whether lape town because if we don't say anything and i don't believe net in the voice of the voiceless i believe everyone has a voice no matter how shaken it sounds no matter how squeaky it sounds everyone has a voice people just need platforms and i think i did say to you i'm grateful that you guys started golden skies because you are showing women uh, 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 globally that even African voices matter. You know, there are African people that are doing amazing things. All they need is for us to have platforms that, that showcase that. So uh, I'm proud of uh, those guys um, as well, because this is what we need to see uh, more of, you know, platforms for, for young women in, in regions and countries that never get these platforms. Yeah, absolutely. and and. Um, and and for me, from what you've said, um, a, a key a key thing is that women are carriers of culture, right? Um, in every way, which is why, you know, even in you know, we talked about the genocide in Gugurawundi and everything. Women are attacked, and you know, mm -hmm. things like you know, rape and all that are used as a weapon of destruction because there is an acknowledgement that women are carriers of culture and carers of the future. So if you mute a woman, you're muting the progression of society, right? Um, and that's why it's important for women to be empowered in every way to speak up. And like you said, not to just talk when it's time to talk about relationships, and all that stuff, but for us to talk about the economy, public finance and all that sort of stuff, because women play such a key role. And, and, and the point that you said about panels just having men, well, no, because we've had 40 plus years of men running the show. <laughs> and, you know, you know what's, the, what's, the, what's the result? Um, so it's time to give 
women a chance. So I absolutely love that. And so how can people get involved if, you know, they're listening to you and they're like, okay, no, the girls table, this sounds like a, a good thing. Maybe it's something my organization can, can, can be involved um, in how, how can they, yeah. How can they get involved? Okay, so the girls' table is a non-member uh, organization. So I will have my members because I remember when we started, people were like, "Ah, can we join?" No, there's no membership, so you don't need to pay anything. Uh, but um, and we also want to avoid, you know, Tatimalizabantu because sometimes, you know, Tatimalizabantu abantu tunabenga sakulumi Sometimes, you know. But what we do, though, we we are open to work with organizations and we're also open to work with um, individuals uh, like um, we were in Cholocho last week and my friend Tande and I, we identified uh, girls that are in need of, you know, school fees. Ngale Cholocho village. We identified girls that want um, sanitary pits. And, you know, like they raised different issues that we took down and we, we promised them that we're going to come back to Bulawayo and try and engage with different um, organizations and individuals to see how they can help us. Like one of the, uh, actually two people that we have spoken so far, one who Dr. Ivonne Maposa, because we have worked with her in terms of, you know, fundraising for Ama Sanitary Pets. And she was like, no, she's game in trying to see what we can do for the girls, Esvambene. And then the, um, some of the girls, Konangale, that then mentioned what they're interested in doing dressmaking. And I know a young woman who runs a factory in the supply Ama clothes to different organizations, La Pagobulawa. So I spoke to her. Um, her name is Tafato Wuti. I listen, we have young girls, Echolocho. And this is what they are interested in. Can you do a, a program for them? I mean, these are girls from marginalized communities and they need, um, you know, for help. And then the other thing that we're working on is, you know, doing a career fair or something like where we bring uh, these young people to meet uh, women from different um you know, fields so that they see, because there was one girl who kept saying, I mean, and she's only 15. So you realize the world that they that they see and know um, is only limited. So what we do is the girls who try and work with different organizations and, and we are not funded at the moment, uh, but we are willing to work with anyone, you know, that deals with girls and young women, you know, to help out. We always make sure to refer uh, them to other organizations that we know that they'll definitely get the help. Mobatina, our mandate really is to amplify their voices, their issues, their concerns, and involve involving them in, in you know uh, in in conversations. But where help is needed, like monetary, whatever, we try and and lead them and link them with organizations and individuals that are willing to do that. So, Mina personally, um, as someone who who is the director of the organization, I don't recommend people, you know, unless friends, I have friends, uh, they have, you know, they've given us money for fuel and we take, we take a picture of that receipt and we send it to them so that they know it's okay. That I, that I contributed, this is where it went to. Cause you also want transparency and accountability and you also don't want people tomorrow to say, ah, 
she's using our money. To be honest, guys, I'm broke, 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 broke. But when it comes to issues, I'm girls, I make sure that the money that people give, especially friends, I'm comfortable with my friends because Baba Sibem Pusha would not take this um soul for this person. But otherwise, as the, as the organization, um, we uh, we do have, as I said, we're registered. We do have, you know, bank accounts, but we want to make sure that everything is done um, in a transparent manner because Malaysia is super. But if anyone wants to work with us, we're willing. But remembering that our we are nonpartisan, so we're not helping out Abandwana from, you know, from one political party. We try to, you know, to remain nonpartisan because the focus is girls and young women, regardless of, you know, of their beliefs or the affiliations and stuff. So we are here to work with anyone who's willing. Thank you so much. That's that's really helpful. And um I I, I will I will put myself <laughs> out there sort of so that it's on record. Um mm -hmm. if there's any way that I can help, please feel free to let me know. And especially like if I'm at home, um, because I think what you said about exposure, exposure is just such mm -hmm. a big thing, you know, um, and worldview. And so if there's anything that I can do to assist in that way, yeah. I'm yes. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, especially the the golden skies would be good. Uh, I think I did mention the issue here, career fair. So mm. uh, the provisional date or month we said June. Okay. So I think it would be good to have you guys on board as well, so that they see you know and meet you guys. Where we arrange you know a Zoom meeting where you guys share your stories and you know just the whole idea of the golden skies and what they can do. You know. Um, so we'll definitely talk um, more on that because I think it would be good to have you guys as well. So definitely career fair or um, in, in, an activity where we bring them to Bulawayo because yeah. there was an activity that we did some time back uh, with, with the teacher Udube from Cholocho and uh, Keith Moyo from here. Uh, Keith wears school to shoes. We, we Saleta Bandwana from Cholocho and another word they came down and out and you know when they tell you what they've never had ice cream and when uh, you take it for granted so small things like that they were so we took them for a movie they moved around like ama organizations where they visited ama factories it was such an experience for them even today you know when you speak to Udube, you tell you what these kids are still you know they're still talking about it and they were so happy they were inspired so it's small things that look small to us but to these kids, it's a lot. But they were like over the moon. Net, like they were so happy. So we, because of COVID, we ended up not doing for the past two years, but it's something that uh, we love to do. I, I spoke to Udube, I think it was two days back and I was telling him, ah, we need to revive um, that project because um, of the girls that we met as one village, they also need that exposure. So definitely we'll need girls guys to be part of it. Absolutely. And 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 yeah, would would love to to do to do something. Um I just and I know I've taken a lot of your time, but it's because I am so enjoying 
uh, speaking with you and hearing your perspective. Um, <laughs> we had a list of things to do and <laughs> sorry, a list of things to talk about. Um, and, I, and, and at the beginning, before we started, we were laughing that, oh, you know, we should try and not make this three hours, but this, it, it, <laughs> I could easily speak to you for three hours. But um, I'm mind, mindful of, of, of your time. So just, just quickly, just a few things that then we'll wrap up. Um, I wanted to, you know, we've talked about women, girls, and just just the role that we play in in the political space and in the national uh, space as well. Um, I sort of just wanted to get your take on issues that affect women that speak publicly, right? Um, and the reason I say that is, you know, we know that or it's been documented that women in, in, in politics or women that are visible in, in Zimbabwe are subject to a certain level of scrutiny um, and a certain level of, um, yeah, just, just, just some behavior that, that would not be experienced by male counterparts doing the same, just in terms of comments, um, you know, if, if you look, for example, at um, people like Advocate Maere, if you look at their comments, there'll always be someone sort of saying, oh, when are you getting married? Um, you know, it's, you know th things like that. And, and those are even the milder ones, right? Uh, we talked even about Dr. Togozani Kupi and some of the insults that, you know, we cannot even repeat um, that were held at her. And I, yeah, I, D does that make you scared about being a woman that is vocal um, because of that? Because I'll be honest, like sometimes it, it scares me <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> I talk too much. Um, but, but, but yeah, how, how do you feel about that? And do you think as a society, as a Zimbabwean society, we are making progress in that area or it is still an issue? It's still an issue, and um, I, I think women in general, whether it's Zimbabwe, Botswana, South Africa, wherever, I, I think women still have to deal with this. Women in the public space, they still have to deal with their patriarchal society. You know, as much as people think that we have progressed uh, and that we are on the right track, women are free to speak or women are free to engage in politics, but it's not true because people don't want to really confront you know, our problems as a society, women are still regarded as inferior. That's why when we talk about, oh, oh advocate, first time I hear it, someone will be asking her, Uchadanini, like what does that have to do with someone speaking up and, and being involved? Like, because I've never heard someone say, Uchi, uh, Ubani Lobani. Like, actually, let me use my favorite person, who gift Ostalos Siziba, you know, the deputy spokesperson of CCC. I don't think I've ever seen a comment saying to him, when are you getting married, young man? But it shows the society that we live in. Uguti, uh, the only progress that has been attached to women is the marriage one. Like, and I'm, I have nothing against marriages, but I, I feel like sometimes we reduce women to that. Like women are, are so much more, women are so dynamic. So why should their role in society be only, you know, um, 
spoken of when it comes to marriage. And then you see guy like they talk about your looks. I remember when people were dragging Mulinda Masarira and they were saying nasty comments like and you're like, what has that have to do with anything? You know, why should you talk about it looks? So what are we saying? I was saying that a woman who looks in whatever way according to us, is the only one that we should listen to. And men like to do that. And I remember someone would be like, in your comments, ah, women like you should speak. And Mina, I have a problem with that because you want to make it seem like Mina, I'm a better woman than Linda Masarira because you you, you perceive it in such a way. Mina, I, I find that very disrespectful because I am Linda as well. So just because I don't agree with Linda or you don't agree with Linda, then now you want to reduce whatever she's saying to how she looks and how you think she should look. So it's a lot. And and you know what? And you start to see it online as well because online has become our platform, you know, where we engage uh, in civic issues. You, you, you find online people trolling and harassing women and, and people creating... Uh, weird posters about women. There's a time when I saw a disturbing poster that someone created about advocate Fatai Mahiri and uh, and oh, advocate Chamis, and I was like, who stoops such to such a level where they 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 create such things? But and I don't want people to be okay with that and say, ah, this is the cost of doing politics. It's not the cost of doing politics. We need to fix our politics. We have to show that. Politics should be healthy for everyone, not just women and men, but for everyone. You know, people have to engage because you know it's our it's it's, it's, it's our right as citizens, you know, to to be part of these processes. So why should one um, group of people? And remember, Tina, as women, we make up the majority. So why should our uh, our, our our demographic group not be represented? Because now we're shying away from politics. Like when what you're saying, Wuti, you are sometimes you get scared. Unfortunately, or fortunately, Mina, I, I'm not scared anymore, you know, when it comes to these things, because I think I've told myself, this is the game. Not that I get, I don't get frustrated. I do get frustrated. I get depressed about it. But I tell myself, you know, at the end of the day, there are young people that um, that are looking at us, the young girls that are looking at us to see how we handle all this. And if they see us net speaking up in spite of all what's happening, they'll also gain confidence. But if all of us uh, run away, you know, then what happens? Because I remember saying to Tandegile, because, you know, so many things have been written about her. And I was saying to her, listen, there are certain things that people will say to you, just keep quiet. And I was saying, no, no, no. But there are girls that are looking at you as someone that they look up to, someone that is very confident and brave. And they want to see how you handle these things. So if you take the timid route or if you don't speak up, speak against uh, people when they are harassing you and, 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 and being disrespectful to you, then those girls, they think, are oh, so it's okay to be disrespected. So I always say to her, we are allowed to speak up. We're allowed to defend ourselves. Yes, there are other instances where you're like, okay, I will not say anything, but I'll make sure that if I don't say anything, it's because I know that this thing won't affect the girls that are looking at me. But if I believe, and I think uh, there was an issue on Twitter where I had to speak up and people were saying, you know, you don't need to defend. I'm like, no, no, no. There are girls that believe Uguti when they see us speaking up and they, they'll gain confidence. Uguti, okay, I have a right to speak up. I have a right to defend myself, even though people will not believe you, but you, you making that choice, you know? So we, women in politics, we still have a long way to go. But what I appreciate though, is that um, we have women, young women, especially that are 
now coming to show support. But what I wish though is that um, as, as, as women, we, we really show support, not offline, um only but also online as well if i see you net being attacked because of raising your points and and believing what you believe i i think i should be able to speak up and say no 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 this is wrong and condemn it but what i've noticed so many times sometimes is that we only defend based on who we like and we also defend based on which political party because there are some young women from zanu pf a ruling party that are also you know going through it where they are harassed because of being women because it doesn't matter which political party you belong to as long as you're as long as you are a woman you know that the struggles that you face are the same you know so you, you speak up for even those women that are in the ruling party, no matter how much you hate the party that they support, but you speak up because when it comes to patriarchy, it doesn't care when which oh, you support the new movement or you support, it doesn't care. You are still treated like a second class citizen. So we all, we need to build that. And I'm happy that I've seen young women that I've never met saying, you know what, I saw this, someone wrote this about you, but you know what, I support you, keep speaking. But I wish that could be really be visible because sometimes, you know, when these girls are looking and they're seeing these comments from people like you and every other woman, they're like, oh, okay, so there is a support structure for women, you know. Not Lokoguti, when someone's being attacked, we all go behind the scenes and we don't show solidarity publicly because I'm a daughter they do show solidarity publicly so that we need to really adopt that culture to say listen I saw this about this person and I'm going to speak up you know I really don't have fear anymore about these things because I'm like you know what this is this is what um this society wants us to do to go back to our shells and just die but we can't afford that because these girls they depend on us they they want to see themselves represented in politics they want to see themselves represented in public spaces it's not nice honestly to see yourself being called or being attached to a man because the other problem with us women in in politics or women in public space women in media women wherever like you're always attached to a certain individual. You're always attached to a man. Like your success or whatever you're trying to build, whatever you're, you're saying, people always say, ah, but push push or this man is asking out or she has led to this man. So you're dealing with that all the time. So you, it's painful because you're like, no, no, no. I have my agency. I believe in who I am. I believe in what I'm trying to do. I believe in the work. I believe in justice. I believe in and fairness, so I'm speaking, I'm not because anyone is pushing me, you know, or I'm working for anyone or I'm sleeping with anyone, but this is why I am. So women sometimes they end up shying away because they're like, Abba's at Tinkombobani or Nilala Lobani, which is unfair, but we have to keep pushing it. You know, fear is not our choice. Fear is not an option. You know, we have to, no matter how frustrating it is, we have to keep pushing and also try to build a network of women that you know that have been there and women that are going through the same thing. I think I did a tweet recently where I said, if Mamo was not in the same uh, spaces, I am, we are doing different things, but we're feeding into the same thing in terms of justice in the same work in you know in human rights and i'm saying if she were if she was not there i think this would have been much harder but because she's there i can talk to her about it what do you think of this or you know such things so you really need a team you need a you need friends that know the game that you're in then they know that the space that you're in is not very kind to women it's not friendly to him but they show support you know they 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 affirm you because that's what you need 
because I'm over, but to be honest, we can have friends that are in the same space as us, but because of patriarchy, somehow they'll never understand the struggle as a woman in the struggle. Yes, they can say we understand a patriarchy, blah, 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 blah. But what I've learned, they don't really understand you know, the way you understand, I told Annette, someone created a post about me saying this, 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 and it's not nice. Well, now you understand because you're a woman. Uh, another, uh, maybe a feminist who's a man, yes, they may say we, we understand, but it's not the same. So it's very important to have that uh, um, network of women, you know, because uh, it's not easy, but the thing is we have to keep pushing and keep going. Absolutely. And I like what you said about support structures. Um, and, you know, if you don't mind me sort of saying, because I, I think it's important mm-hmm. for us to sort of talk about it. So you talked about a time where you had to defend yourself. Um, and and yeah. I will say that I was really proud um, of you for, for, for standing up because you did it in such a way that I had never seen both you and Tandeyile, right? Yeah. Um, and again stop me at any point if 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 I am so so my understanding is um there was a time where uh, Hopewell gave an interview to Newshawks Live I believe um and in that interview sort of insinuated that um you know he was friends with Tandegile but the the wording sort of left a lot to the imagination uh, which was mm-hmm. not helpful, uh, which then in, evolved to Twitter discourse. And then somehow you sort of got, um, yeah, you, you sort of got named in, in by some random Twitter account, like, oh, Tandegile and Samye, and, and sort of like trying to attach you guys to him. Um, and mm-hmm. for a while, people were sort of saying, you know, you know how these these Twitter things go, but I think what I really admired about you guys, and I'll be honest, I think it's in a way that I didn't even know, I I don't even know if I would have done that because I've seen it play out, right? Um, and, and like you say, your name gets attached to, to, to men and you've worked so hard <laughs> for what you yeah, do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, it's because of so-and-so. But then you guys were like, no, you know, Tadile, you know, was like, no, th- this is insinuating that there's more that happened and this is not true. So you need to retract. And then you also were like, it is unfair for, um, you know, people to randomly say this, but Hopewell is not saying anything, right? To the point that he now had to do like a thread and you know, he said he was like, the, the, "No, um, yes, I've, I was friends with Tandile. There's nothing more. It's like I've I've never met Samye. I've only interacted with her. But that was powerful, and I thought, oh my god, that was such a a powerful moment. And and to be honest, it's probably one that I because I don't know what was happening in in my life. I have times when I'm like not as active on social media, but I remember sort of like retweeting you guys. But it really made me think about oh, like what could I have done to support you guys? Do you know what I mean? But you you guys yeah. really it, it it impressed me because it, it was really one of the first times I had seen like in the mobbing spaces where somebody pushes back because we're sort of used to you know when they go low go high you know so you so you sort of have and you can understand it like your advocate my areas who like they just won't respond right at all 
Um, yeah. then I like the fact that you guys were like, no, no, <laughs> you're not <laughs> going to just <laughs> say anything about us. So yeah, so so what was that like for for, for you guys? Okay, so me and Annette, I'm very confrontational, you know. Uh, I think people don't really understand. <laughs> if you're my friend, you'll know that. I'm very, like, if I don't like something, I'll ask you. And if I feel like I have to say something, I'll say it. So with that issue, to be honest, it's just that people had not been paying attention and following. Um, but they, there was a clique of, of women on Twitter that had been really stressing us a lot. And sometimes you avoid, you know, you know, fighting with people because that's not what you are there for. You know, you are there, you know, to, to engage with people and have fun. And, you know, so these girls had been pushing us a lot. And, and I think that when they, they said that thing for me, I was like, no, man, this has been happening for too long. And pretending that it's not affecting us is so unfair on ourselves and also for i'll keep going back to the girls that that we work with that want to see how we stand for ourselves you know and i was like no 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 this needs to end so i i spoke to tande because both of us involved i was like listen i don't know what you're planning but i will speak for myself and i'll speak for us on this issue because i think we've been quiet for too long so when that woman said whatever she said i was like no 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 you have taken too far because she had done other tweets like if you go back and and just follow the drama like she had always been whenever you want to disagree with this person they'll mention the aspect and i felt like okay this is what men do in this space where you when you argue with the men they'll tell you and you're like no but i have no attraction to this person you know so I, I felt like it was important for us to stand up for ourselves and and I, I and i remember even you know deeming this person and saying listen when I, your voice is very important in this struggle, like people follow you, people take whatever you say seriously, and you have such a huge following, and you know that young women in this space, how tough it is, we are always given boyfriends, we're always given men, and and Mina, I'm trying to build my brand, and yet I'm genuinely trying to build myself, and but I don't want my brand to be built or on anyone, you know, like on, on a man, like I'm really putting in the work for myself and it's unfair for me to be attached to someone like you at this very moment, you know? And I was like, can you please say something? And this person at first was like, ah, no, I don't want to be involved in some silly whatever. I started, you know, I I went behind behind the scenes. I started to speak to speak to different um, male influencers, male thought leaders, and I said, "Listen, can you guys understand this from a young woman who's building yourself? You know, because I mean, when I say whatever I'm going to say, people don't take us seriously because with women, who who the hell are you? You know, so it's it's always good for you guys to also stand in solidarity, not just for me and with me uh, or with Tandegile, but for other young women also in this space that they should know what you know, no, 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 um, you know, there are men that are going to stand in solidarity. So I did that, you know, and I took advice as well that I'm not trying to be fighting this person, but this is for my own brand that I'm building, my reputation in the in this space. So I, the person, I think they ended up doing a thread, but I, I still feel like that was not enough because Wasaga in I think Wasniga a footnote, whatever, we can take that because at the end of the day, um, that message, I hope that it got to everyone. But what I'll say though later, 
I, someone was now saying to me, uh, this person, I, I spoke to this person and they're saying that they gave you some money. So th that was my issue that, you know, sometimes when you don't confront these things, uh, some narratives, they start to spread. And I'm not saying that you're going to be defending yourself at every point and every turn, but there are people that you know that they, they have influence in our society. So how people perceive them and how they perceive you. So you have to manage that, you know. So when you hear certain things, I'm like, what man? I've never asked this person for money. I'm, I'm even struggling to, to, to receive a laptop from a friend. So how would I ask this person? And I've never met them. I've never spoken to them like that. Because how this person had damned me some time back, he had said, ah, I love the work that you do. I'm interested in doing a project in Matebelele. And that's how the person started a conversation with me. So I was like, okay, so how does people start to create lies and fabrications to say, how can I ask a stranger for money? You know, so I'm always saying to young girls and, and even for that issue, it's important to defend yourself, you know, whether people believe you or not, but you know that you stood up for yourself because the importance is standing up for yourself and also trying to, get other people that support you to know the truth. Uguta, no, no, this person, um, she's not affiliated with this. This person, there's no relationship with this person so that the people who are still spreading lies. I mean, a woman who believes a young woman from a table and after all, because you know the, 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 the stereotypes when it comes to us, which are they are loose or whatever. And we're not saying we're virgins whatsoever, but we want to, to have, you know, um, the opportunity to say, this is who, uh, this is the person that I engaged with in terms of, you know, romantic or relationships. You want to be able to say that, you know, people just forcing these people on you. You know, you want to have that independence, that freedom to say that. So I think, Tina, that's what we wanted to say. You know what, if you give me a man that I know that I was attached with, I'll say, ah, yes, definitely, because you want to own up to what you've done. But people are forcing you to own up to something that you've never done. They want you to own up to a relationship that you've never had. They want you to own up to a sexual relationship that you never had. So that was my problem. No, 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 I'll not allow that. If I'm going to define myself, it will be, you know, me defining myself and, you know, articulating who I am and, and how I want to be to be perceived in my own words, in my own ways that I'm not done. I want to, to define and to say things about you that, that are not true and they run with it. So that was very important. And I think for every young woman, you get to decide, have that freedom, have that choice to decide when you want to speak up and when and how you want to say it. Because I think also as young people in this space is we're often told to keep quiet. No, she should she, she keep quiet. It won't matter. No, 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 no. Our reputations are on the line. And we also want to have that freedom to, to, to defend ourselves. When I decide to not speak up, I will not speak up. Because there was... Uh, a poster that was created with Tandegile again, and we never said anything about it. You know, we never told, but yeah, spread the WhatsApp. We never said anything about it because we we're like, you know what, this thing has not got got into Twitter, so we we'll let it slide. You know, but is that freedom of saying, "Well, see, I can choose when to defend myself. I can choose when to speak about something or or not." You know, that, that I think that's the message that we 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 wanted to drive. Would yes, as a woman, no one should tell you when to speak up and when not to speak up. If you feel like something is bothering you, speak up. And if you don't feel like you want to speak up, don't speak up. You know, because we need that freedom. Not to tell this valley, no, 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 no. Because if it were you. Uh, would you leave it, you know, because people like to say that, but if you were in my position building yourself, 
where you're going to leave it, you know, and cause uh, unfortunately as young women in the space, people will run with any narrative, as long as the narrative involves a man, they'll give you a hundred men and no one will give a damn good, but honestly, how does it impact her and how does it impact your family? Because can you imagine who my mommy wanna? Because my mommy she had to see, you know, when people send her all these things and she'd be like, you know, so you you have to make sure that you also speak up for your family as well, so that they know what's okay. This is what she said happened, and we're gonna take her word for it. But sometimes if you don't say anything, now you're leaving all these things in the air. No one knows what's going on and what. And I and I want to say this: I know that not everyone will believe, but the thing is speak up when you want and when you can there's nothing wrong with speaking up and defending yourself well said well said well said absolutely well said. i i can't even add to it no thank you so much um like i said i have enjoyed speaking to you speaking with you um we should definitely have a part two because you know we haven't even done half half the topics um but no i just want to say thank you for your time but before we go just a, a, a little fun just to end on a little bit of a fun note um yeah so i've just got some questions so just just some 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 some, some questions for you um just to maybe get to you know you a little bit better <laughs> well i don't know if the question is okay a little bit better but <laughs> just just to end on a fun note um okay what is the first word that comes to mind right now one word empowerment use that word in a sentence oh my god Nancy. um um I'm very passionate about the empowerment of people from Matibililand and Wulawayo. Thank you. Okay, so choose one, right? Mm -hmm. Liverpool wins the Premier League or mm -hmm. you get unlimited free lunch anytime you're in town. Unlimited mm -hmm. ever. Or Liverpool wins the Premier League. Which one do you choose? Okay, you know what? Um, I, I think I'll go um, with Liverpool on this one because <laughs> no one knows the joy that I get in trolling people on Twitter who support Man U, uh, <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> so I, I, you know what? I, I think I'll take the Liverpool one because I, I'm such a I'm such a competitive pe person, you know. And I always say to uh, my family and friends that I wish I had done sports. Um, when I was in school, because then I would have enjoyed being competitive. So I, I think I'll love, I'll enjoy the thrill of, you know, dragging people on Twitter about <laughs> losing against Liverpool. So Liverpool it is. Okay, so you'll never walk alone. Okay. So never, never. Wulawayo <laughs> or Plum Tree? Choose one. Oh my God, Annette, this is so hard. Okay. I was born in Plumtree and I stayed in Plumtree for uh, since I was born and we lived, I think when I was grade two and I've lived in Bulawayo for until <laughs> now, right? So I think um, I'll say Bulawayo, not because I, I want to forget where I came from. I think who I am now, you know, I, I think it comes from Bulawayo shaping me and 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 giving me platform so i'll pick Bulawayo, but i love plum tree because it's where my parents were born it's where i was born and but i will for now because it has really shaped 
the woman that I am and I see it happening over and over again. So we'll allow it is. Say it like a true politician. <laughs> lemon cream biscuits or custard cream uh, I'm not into biscuits um, but I'll go with lemon cream okay mazoe oh. yeah. orange or mazoe cream soda net um I want to say this and I don't want anyone to drag me because I think as a citizen of Zimbabwe, I'm allowed to have my choices. <laughs> I'm not a Mazoe person. Seriously, like I'm not into cordial. I'm not into um, uh, these drinks, fizzy drinks. So yeah. people have to forgive me on this one. Uh, I'm not into Mazoe. Like I know people, they'll be like, hey, you're not a, um, you're not patriotic. I, I'm not into cordials. So I shame. Sorry. That that's fine. Okay. So, in lieu of this question, I'll say, what is your favorite water brand? What is my favorite water brand? Okay, I'm just going to be naughty and say, uh, my brand. I was um once um, I had a manufacturing company, so we 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 produced our own water and we called that water uh brooks yeah so that would be my favorite brand because it showed um that i can be innovative i can start things um on my own and 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 just create brands so that would be brooks and i don't even remember the scripture that i used to you know to to come up with the name but uh, i remember i i i i i consulted the bible <laughs> so brooks it is yeah, unfortunately, because you know housing is, um, I'm not into manufacturing, but um, that that will always hold a space in my life. So Brooks, it is. Brooks, it is. I, and I was hoping you would say that because it's one of the things we didn't get to talk about. Um, yeah. Okay, and then last one, Victoria Falls or the Eastern Highlands? Um, I'm still yet to experience the Eastern, Eastern Highlands. So I I don't think I'll give a a good answer because to be honest, I need to do better when it comes to traveling our beautiful country. You know, the only time that I went to that part of Zimbabwe was when we went to Mutare Mm -hmm. and I really didn't get to experience, you know, so I no, I think I'll be able to answer this when I've traveled mm-hmm. as much in our country. But um, and I don't know why I never took advantage of you know traveling around Zim. But I, but I, I'll get the Dr. Yvonne Maposa has been inspiring. You know, seeing her post uh, on you know her on you know her traveling. You know, she has been challenging me and. Hopefully soon I'll be able to also experience, you know, the beauty of our country. I would love to do that because I think Victoria Falls is a place that is close to us and we're always going there, yeah. relatives there. So you end up not appreciating the beauty because you've been seeing it since you were, since you were a baby. But uh, I would love to, you know, to travel um, yeah. far and wide and, and, and experience Zimbabwe. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And, and you know, uh, as, as our resident citizen journalist, 
we hope <laughs> that you'll be able to travel far and wide. Uh, to I have to. <laughs> to bring us I the content we need. Um, <laughs> it has been a pleasure. Um, like I said, we could talk for hours and it's clear to me that you need to come back. Uh, we haven't talked about faith. We haven't talked about your time in Australia. We, like, there's so many things that we have not talked about. So you definitely have to come back. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. We've been speaking to Samia Chuma, who is the founder and executive director of, of the Girls' Table, um, you know, an, an activist, uh, just an enthusiastic citizen all around and a woman that I personally look up to. Uh, thank you, Samia. Before we go, was there anything that you wanted to say uh, in closing? Oh, Ned, um, thank you. Uh, thank you so much to you and Goli for this opportunity. You know, I'm truly honored and I hope that you guys know that I support you. I know sometimes, you know, you post my episodes and I catch up later, but uh, just know that I'm very, very, very much proud of what you ladies are doing. You are also giving us courage to keep going you are giving us the confidence, you know, to keep speaking and to keep giving people platforms. But thank you so much. And I don't think anyone will ever do this work that we do without the support and without inspiration from other people. So thank you for being that inspiration to people like me and many other young ladies from Bulawayo, from Matebeleland. So I, I honor you ladies and, and please keep doing the work that you're doing. And I pray for for, for, for greater platforms. And I pray for resources for you guys because I know that this work needs resources. Yes, but uh, there's, there's, you know, resources are needed. So that's my prayer for you ladies that you get the resources that you need for the work to grow bigger because I think we, we our um, everything that we do has to have progression, has to have growth. So that's my prayer for you and Goli and the Girl in Skies. I'm proud of you. Thank you so, so much. We, we receive it. We receive it. Uh, thank you so much, uh, guys. We'll put some guest information um, in the more information section of this podcast, uh, her social media, also the girls table as well. But Samge, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>